It is Winter Festival 2037, a day before the spring rite, eight in the evening, in a long winter night. Darkness penetrated only by the candlelight and the glow of the wood burners, fueled by logs from the community forest at Kirkconnell Flow. Much has changed in the house during the two years that have passed. Andrew and Chloe have got married and now they have a little boy, baby Misha. Things are shifting in our Odkin household. see if anyone had left a candle lit, unattended. It's winter festival week and with these people visiting, anything might happen. Last night, after midnight, there was a candle left alight on the table. No one around. These people have no care and they're up all hours. No understanding of the rhythms of a house with children in it. What time is it? Uh, quarter past eight. And there might be an errand still out. They both had to go out to work today, and it takes ages to get back here. Olivia is at some teachers' conference about forest schools, and errands at her comms day. <sighs> Did you say it was quarter past eight? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid Misha's not well at all. Yesterday, he had a temperature, but today he feels quite cold when you touch him. It's possible that this new strain will affect children. If that's the case, we'll have to isolate. Uh, it's all right, Chloe. The boy's not got it. Still, I think we should keep a close eye on him. Keep taking his temperature. Those exhausting people with their winter festival are supposed to be coming again tonight sometime after nine. They will have been to all the other farms. They might be infectious. And they will certainly be covered in mud, loud, hungry and drunk. I really don't want them coming here, Andy. I really don't know what I can do. The committee said that we would join in celebrations of the Winter Festival. Of course, with distancing, if need be. This morning, the sweet little fella woke up and looked at me. And then suddenly, he smiled. Good morning, Misha, I said. Good morning, darling, precious. And then he laughed. Babies understand everything. You know, they understand us perfectly. Anyway, Andy, I know it is good to celebrate winter ending, and Misha loves it. But I don't think it means we should have all these farmers, these festival people coming round here. And we don't need to take more health risks at this time. Well, 
it's really for the committee to decide, isn't it? I mean, after all, that's how we run this household. But yes, that's how this house has been. But things are different now that we've got Misha. We've been over this, Andy. I'll let them know. I've ordered that new meal box for your diet. We need to keep your energy levels up. into a warmer room. Erin's room, for instance. Well, that's just a perfect room for a baby. It's at the front of the house and it gets the sun all day long. Perhaps Erin would share Olivia's room for a bit. And she seems to be working away from home a lot with facilitating all these community hubs and overseeing weekly climate briefings. I was just daydreaming. There's nothing to say anyway. Things are changing. I need to go now, Andrew. Uh -huh. Andrew? Antonia, you wanted to catch me about something? Uh, yes, uh, I wanted to talk to you about... These are the minutes of the last household committee meeting. Could you do me a favour and check reaction points real quick? Uh, no problem. Tomorrow's Friday. I could work online from here, but I'll go into the office in Dumfries. I miss the streets and the strangers. Today, I found myself looking over my PhD. And now, I'm a member of the Bioregional Council with Douglas Campbell as the leader. And the most I can ever hope for is to become a chair of the Education Select. There's no power in the council anyway, what's the point of it? All power lies with the agency. Mm -hmm. I used to dream that I would become a scholar immersed in the field of applied linguistics. Oh, I'm sorry you're still troubled by all that. We all chose the project. You, me, Joseph and Anna, all of us, to live like this. I know that, but Chloe doesn't understand me, and as for my sisters, I'm afraid of them. I don't drink, and I don't go out much, but oh, what I'd give for an evening in the Barbican in London as it once was, going to a concert or a film, loads of people, the joy of not knowing anyone, and no one knowing you. How I loved that in London, to be out on my own. I always felt at home there. There's nothing like that now. We only ever go out to each other's houses. Well, I have heard that there's surprisingly there are a number of people who are going back to live there. Really? God, these things just don't get reported on the news. Do you ever miss London? No. No. Heat waves and smog. I'm very glad we began again out here. I need to go now, Andy. Yeah. Yes. So it is. So it is.
she was a symbol of the digital future, and she was a successful businesswoman, whereas I was someone suddenly with no future. We settled together over the years, things shifted as well, and now we're in an open relationship. Yes? I see. I'm thirsty. I could do with a cup of tea. I don't want to say anything against Ted. We got on really well. But in her world, remote learning, cyber, all that stuff, there's a lot of quite tedious people. Just machine heads who've never read anything. When I'm with those tech people, Ted's friends, I, I just suffer. I would have thought that in a place like this, tech people and the agency people are equally uninteresting. They'll all generally tell you that they are worn out. It's either the partner, or the house, or the children, or the elderly relatives, or something. We humans are capable of such elevated thoughts. Why do we have such low ideals in practical life? Why is that? Why? 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 Why does his partner wear him out? Why do his children wear him out? And what about him wearing out his partner and children? What's troubling you today, Alex? I've had nothing to eat since morning. One of my daughters is sick, and there's talk of this strain being dangerous for children. Their mother just takes no interest in this. She can't give time to her own kids. We started quarrelling at seven o'clock this morning, and at nine, I just walked out and slammed the door. It's a strange thing. But you are the only person I feel able to complain to. Of nobody. Nobody but you. What a noise that wind's making in the fireplace. You know, just before Dad died, the wind howled in the chimney just like that. Are you superstitious? Yes. <laughs> you really are an amazing creature. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your eyes shining. I love your eyes. <laughs> I, I love your movements. I've seen you watching me. I dream about you. Yeah, the quality of the world. Someone's coming. Talk, talk about something Yeah. 
When you come back from work, you look so young, Erin. So queer, somehow. No, I don't like working at the comms. Well, what I thought would be a highlight of the job, while writing the weekly climate reports, turns out to be dismal. I just have to repeat the same stuff, except it slowly gets worse and worse. People have long since ceased to pay any attention. You've got thinner. You, you look younger too, and it, it brings out the boy in you. Uh, it's her haircut. I need to look for another job. This one doesn't suit me at all. This is not what I want. What about you, Alex? Are you happy in what you do? Me? Yes. I'm certainly happy with the agency's new regional development plan. It looks likely we will hit the retrofit target, residential housing and historical buildings, and complete the new transport infrastructure. Tactical ruralism looks like it's paying off. Yes, yes, but I I'm not so sure about it all. It's 2037 and we're still doing retrofitting and transport infrastructure stuff. When I was in Liverpool, we, like every other council, completely missed our targets for 2030. The structure of government funding works against us just as it does here. The idea of competing for small pots of money against each other is completely unethical and counterproductive. It slows everything down. And the fact we only had to use registered providers is disabling. Okay, here we are hitting some targets, but other targets we've conveniently disappeared. And the situation with extreme weather, flooding, wildfires, even pandemics, is just getting worse. To be honest, it feels like sticking plasters. We need to do something much more radical. The key question will be whether or not our generation took the dramatic steps that were needed of the time. Look, some of what you say is reasonable, but we have to be realistic and do what we can with the resources that are provided to us. Okay, we can't have utopia now, but we can make foundations for the future generations to do their bit. Our job is to make sure that decent life continues and to be a part of incremental change. That's the work of the agency. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, I don't know. I've been laughing all day. <laughs> I am a different generation from you, but I went to the same university as you did, studied in the same civil engineering faculty. I was inspired by their father to grapple with climate chaos. And I think I have been in this work long enough to know this one thing. We have to focus on making real practical changes and not get distracted by the illusion that we can make rapid dramatic shifts. We need to think of the happiness of future generations who will live in this region. It's not about our happiness, not about satisfying our impatience. It's about the happiness of our children and our children's children. But we can't be forever putting things off into the future when everything's supposed to turn out all right. Or can't we try to deal with things now in our daily life to live in the world as we want it to be? Wasn't that the aim of this project that their father, mother and Antonia started? But we have to be realistic. You see, look at Mia laughing. People will always be laughing like that, and people will always be crying. We don't need to hope to live in some carefully planned future in order to be happy. And the plan being realised won't stop us being sad either. The question is, what are the conditions of human beings right now? And how do they impact on the creatures of the earth? 
the human heart does not change. We can find our happiness in part by paying attention to other creatures around us, by being careful, by being calm enough to pay attention to the birds that still migrate to spend the winter here, the barnacle geese. I've never believed either in the project nor in grand schemes or plans. I think we need to seize the moment and allow for our emotions to be present. I'm laughing today. I'm happy. <laughs> but the project allows us to feel and think both about ourselves and our kin, all the others we share the planet with. There's a new strain of the virus on the rise. We're at the beginning of a new safety break. Our life is too chaotic for some master plan. The virus took Mama. The wild weather took my dad. What's worth living for in this life is momentary happiness and love. And art. Once upon a time, I was a pianist. <laughs> I'm sorry my youth is over too. You think that life can carry on as it was in your youth? Just with a few tweaks here and there? It doesn't work like that anymore. You are the utopian one. As Sabine said, utopia has changed sides. Today, a utopian is one who believes that everything can continue as before. Oh, John and Antonio are coming. Mm. Andrew and John were gambling last night and lost again. Oh. Sounds like Andrew lost 2,000 euros. Oh. Antonio's going to talk to him about it, but I think she bothered him. Has John contributed to the house fund yet? Nope. Not a penny for the last eight months. Oh. I don't think he's really committed anymore. <laughs> Oh, hello everybody. Mm. I'm just going to get on with my sewing work now. Something to pass the time before the festival crowd arrives. Erin <laughs> Gregory! What is it? <laughs> oh, hmm. Chekhov died on 15 July 1904, age 44, in Baden Germany. As he was drawing his last breath, he drank champagne. Ah! Must keep a note on that. As he was drawing his last breath, he drank champagne. He must have been happy at least then. I'm happy I quit. I'm not an agency man. It was never for me. I'll get another job in the real world. Something beyond the screen and development plans. Erin. Show you how to use this sewing machine. So, you start off by putting your spool of thread on the spindle on the top. Okay, I see, like this. Uh -huh. Yes, and you need to keep your hands steady. Uh huh. Anna was brilliant with this machine. I'm keeping my hands steady, going straight in line. This means we're going back to London one day. Oh no, no, you're not going in a straight line. <laughs> no London yet. Okay. Keep it steady. Like this. Moscow. The pandemic is raging. It's bad in Germany. Uh -huh. And it's really hitting the people returning to London. Okay, that's enough of that. <clears throat> what a win. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired of winter and all these storms. I've almost forgotten what sunshine feels like. People were lucky when they didn't have to notice the weather. 
When I was living back in London, I was indifferent to weather. And if I lived in London again, I would be the same. I've been reading the diary of a French ecological activist. He wrote it in prison. He got sent down for his part in trying to derail trains and blow up electricity pylons. The Invisible Committee, they were called. He writes with such passionate delight about the birds he can see through the prison window. The birds he never even noticed as a frantic activist. Of course, when he was released, he didn't notice them anymore. And in the same way, you wouldn't even notice London if you lived there again. You only long for happiness. Uh, here, uh, where are all the chocolates? Baz threw them away yesterday. They were dairy. Oh. Typical! Ah, speak of the devil. You know, even time... And with the lady of the house. understand what we say perfectly well. Good morning, Misha. I said to him only today, good morning, my precious. And then he looked at me in such a special sort of way. He really is an extraordinary child. Do you think of the ecological footprint that your child Misha is going to have? What an extremely offensive thing to say, Baz. <laughs> Alex, that's your phone going off. Oh, thanks. From my daughter. Okay. I'm sorry, Mia. I've got to go. Always the same thing. Wait, what? what is it? Sarah says she's going to be spending the whole night in a conference with some officials in China. I must go. My lucky, wonderful woman. Where's he off to? What's it to you? Stop pestering me! I'm sick and tired of you, Antonia. Antonia! Antonia! I'm sitting there in his den. I suppose I'd better go and talk to him. Bad-tempered you are, Mia. Well, if I'm bad-tempered, don't talk to me then. And don't touch me! Don't touch her! <laughs> be aware of social distance. You may be 60, but you're always governing on some fucking rubbish, just like a child. Mia! Is that whiskey over there, or what? Misha's awake, I think. He's not been too well today. I must go and see him. Excuse me. Hey, where's Alex gone to? He's gone home. His partner's put him in an all-nighter again. Oh, let's have a drink together, Baz. <clears throat> well, I've done just as we discussed a few weeks back. On Friday afternoon, I handed in my notice at the agency. I've followed the action you took almost a year ago now. Yes, I heard. Great! Here's to liberation. Here's to real work. Here's to revolution. <laughs> yeah, but what you're thinking of isn't exactly the revolution, is it? You're always being so competitive. Well, I've just had it with these people here. And all the others like them talk, talk, talk. They work in the council or agency, and they say I've right thinking odd in households, I attempt to have low impact lifestyles, make money out of planting trees, but meanwhile, nothing's really changed. This region started out with a 20-30 zero carbon target, but when it became clear that it would be met, they just shifted the target to 2040. And they won't make that either. You know that yourself. It's plain to anyone working in the agency, but the people at the top still peddle the same lies. They're encouraging people to, to sleepwalk deeper and deeper in the disaster. We have to get rid of the infrastructure of destruction, not just make the infrastructure more palatable. I am doing the real work now. I am following a different road. I am part of revising. 
Okay, okay, uh, rising or not, you and I have had a good time together at the agency over these past few years. Anyway, in celebration of my new life, I'm gonna get drunk tonight. Let's have another drink. Yes, yeah. let's. Slunge! <laughs> I've been thinking about Chekhov's gun. Do you know about Chekhov's gun? Mm, what do you mean? Tell me. One must never place a loaded rifle on the stage if it isn't going to go off. It's wrong to make promises you don't mean to keep. Oh, I'm liberated! The food was really proper island food. Crowdy. Delicious. Are you still dairy? Still eating kin? Yes, now and again. Do you have no understanding of the conditions in which those animals are reared? If you're a guest in someone's house and they cook for you, you eat it. I don't want your polite ways if it means I have to eat the corpses of other beings. No, none of you want to listen to what I'm saying. You're all deaf to the realities of what needs to be done. You are just the same as the people I was working on the rigs with. They knew they had to quit the oil industry, but they wouldn't. You know, you think you are better, but you are just the same. Well, I've had enough, yeah? I'm off! Baz. Oh, what an exhausting person oh. Baz is. Oh. When's the festival crowd coming? Uh, they promised to be here by nine. That means any moment now. <laughs> Are you lonesome tonight? <laughs> Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Does your memory stray in a brighter sunny day when I kissed you and called you sweetheart? <laughs> Do the chairs on your parlor seem empty and bare? Do you gaze at your doorstep and wish me there? When I kissed you and called you sweetheart Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted up? John festival party come into the house. What? I know, I know the household committee invited them, but we've had to overturn that, recognising that there are special circumstances. Misha isn't very well. And with infection rates on the rise again, Chloe doesn't want the risk of people from more households coming in here. Look, anyway, I don't know. Misha's not very well. Look, never mind. We'll keep our spirits up elsewhere. If they want to overrule our collective decision, just as easy as that, with their special circumstances, mm. well, it's not worth a fight. Mm. Let's find the Winter Festival party, Nick. We better just go. <laughs> it isn't Misha who's not well. It's her. She doesn't understand what this household is about. Doesn't understand the project, the petty little housewife. Come on. <laughs> Come on! Come on! My life just flashed past me like lightning. 
But I was lucky enough to be always madly in love with your mother. One shouldn't marry. One shouldn't marry because it's so boring. But what about loneliness? Loneliness is a dreadful thing. Although, really, well, it doesn't matter a damn, of course. <laughs> Let's go. What's the hurry? There's plenty of time. I'm afraid my wife may try and stop me. I won't play tonight. I'll just sit and watch you. I'm not feeling very well. You're a doctor, John. What should I do about this, this breathlessness? Oh, don't ask me. I don't remember. <laughs> Let's go. That was Nobody told them they'd be uninvited. It is a bad business, them overturning a collective decision just like that. Oh, but actually, I don't want any infection coming into the house either. I'll go and talk to them. There's no one here. Where's everybody? We've gone home. Hmm. Well, are you here alone, Erin? Yeah, alone. Well, uh, good night, Gus. I know I was too forceful earlier, but all these people can just drive me mad. You're not you, though. You are different from the others. You can see the reality of the ecological situation that is unfolding. You know we've come to the tipping point. It is time now. What is that? It's a detonator charge for explosives. We were trained to use them if we needed to put out a burning oil well. Just as useful in taking out a hydrogen pipeline. All the plans are in place for taking out some infrastructure. It is time now that you joined us. No. No, I can't do that. Please just stay away from me. You know you want to do this. You know it's the only thing that makes sense. Change does not come without real action. We need to finish the job. So slight. Yes. Slight but powerful in your hands. We need you. No. No, Baz, this is not for me. We've never properly spoken of the rising before. Just to be here with you makes me feel as if we're already living on a better planet. Never mind. I can't force you to join us. Just as I can't force you to love me, obviously. Oh, sorry, Buzz. I didn't know you were here.
ないon by the household committee. I left it half an hour ago and they were expecting a party then. They're all gone. Mia's gone too. Where's she gone to? And there's a car outside. It's Douglas Campbell. Who's he waiting for? Please don't ask me any questions. I'm just so tired. The online conference only just ended. I'm totally worn out. This thing was someone else's responsibility but they got sick and I had to cover for them. It's a huge amount of work as we start to roll out the forest school pilot. My eyes are aching. Andrew lost two grand gambling last night. Sarah's conference has been postponed, so she's with the girls tonight after all. Ted, shall we go somewhere else tonight? Could I come and stay with you two? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure I'm prepared to take that risk. Oh. Really sorry. I'm tired. Has my Mia gone home? I think so. Good night. Well, all the best. How I long to just get home and have a drink with Mia. Well, it looks like I'll have to go and find the Winter Festival people and see if I can join in. <laughs> My eyes ache. Andrew lost again. I'll go and lie down. My eyes are aching. Oh. Mm-hmm. 